Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction of any kind or those searching for a better way to live. Rich and Susan Collenberg found freedom from drug addiction and alcoholism over two decades ago. In the series, The Temple of the Mind, they examine the Beatitudes, the Lord's Prayer, and other Bible passages to show how God uses His Holy Word in the events and trials of life to prepare hearts and minds to be the temple of His Holy Spirit. Take every thought captive now on Freedom to Choose. Thy kingdom come, thy will be Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And we would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose and the series, The Temple of the Mind. And we are on program number 20, and this one is called Love Your Enemies, Matthew 544. Um, This is going to be a very... That's a hard one. It's a hard one, even just on the surface. Mm. And then when we dig into it, we're going to find how hard it is. Mm. Um, Susan, before we get... Go in here. Would you open with a word of prayer, please? Yes, our loving Father in heaven, we reach out to you and we recognize our inability to love our neighbors on our own power and um, help us to understand and discover new things about our own behavior and our own characters that would help um, clean out our minds so that we can allow more of your love and more of your spirit to reside in our hearts as opposed to anger and um, uh, misconception of who you are and what you desire for our lives. And we're grateful that you continue to, to provide us um, a way out of our, of our carnal nature. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A way out of our carnal nature. Yes. Which, yeah, you know what? That's, that's a really interesting way to put it. Um, Bible says that he sows to the carnal nature from that nature reaps destruction, mm-hmm. right? So right. we know we have two natures. We have a spiritual nature and a carnal nature. It's not, there's not a concise dividing line because the spiritual nature resides in a body that's housed that is a carnal mm-hmm. uh, body. Um, but we're, ta- we're talking today and, and in this series about the temple of the mind, how to live healthy why Jesus said what he said and instructed us to do what he wanted us to do and also the way he behaved that supported exactly what he instructed. Well, and you know, what's really interesting because we're talking about loving our enemies and and last week we talked about some stuff, uh, same same line, um, if somebody smacks you, give them your other cheek to smack that one as well. But you can see, as you look through the life of Christ, you can see the people who were closest to him. I think it was John and James. They were going in Sychar or Samaria or whatever, and and they got angry at the at the people living there, and they're like, Let's Jesus, do you want us to call down fire from heaven? And he's like, you don't know what nature you are. Yeah, what spirit that's from. Right, what yeah. spirit is that coming from? And so I think it's something, you know, he wouldn't have... Um, 
discussed it so much or included it in this one big, huge sermon if it wasn't an issue that he saw humanity struggled with. You know, and so let's kind of—we did it last time. Let's kind of set the stage because it was ripe for them to misconstrue who the Messiah was. They were being mistreated by the Romans. The Romans would grab a peasant, say, you're carrying this up the hill, and that was Roman law. The the Romans would do whatever they wanted to abuse and oppress uh, the people of God, the Jews of the, of the day. And and so um, it, hatred and revenge was fomenting. Mm-hmm. And so naturally their picture of the Messiah— was going to save them from their oppressors. Right, but you know what is interesting is that you have this hierarchical system, right? So it's like the the um, Jewish leaders are saying, we're being oppressed by the Romans and we need a savior to come and, and win the war for us, but then they in turn oppress their own people. Yeah, it's, you know yeah, what I mean? it's a law. Yeah, yeah it, it's, like, um, it's like everybody um, t- wants to take advantage to set themselves in a position so they no longer need to be afraid, yeah. I think is what it is. Or try or to, and that and that's that's a, a, a an attempt in fu- that's 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 futile, right? To try to do that because the fear is inside; it's not out there, right? And so, trying to fix everything on the outside, so you feel good, so on the you inside. feel good on the inside, is the opposite way. And Jesus is trying to fix the inside, so the outside doesn't affect us, right? Because the outside wasn't going to get resolved. No, you know, no. But, but the so the only resolution you could have is to have peace with God, and precisely, and you know, it doesn't mean you're gonna have peace with the devil, right? See, peace or with peace God, peace with this world, peace with this world. And so this whole, this entire series is about that. And so what we're talking about now is, so when Jesus rolls in and he starts talking about, you know, turn the other cheek and love your enemies, these people are, they've already got in their mind a different Savior. Mm-hmm. That Savior is going to do for them what they can't do for themselves. A supernatural power. Uh, yeah, he's going to do for them. Well, well Jesus here to, is here to do for us what we can't do for ourselves. But it's not to do it to somebody else right. for us. Right. It's to do it to us for others. Right. And so when we understand that, so so if 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 our Messiah is someone that's going to come in with their guns blazing against our enemies, we've got a wrong picture of God. Right. If we want our Messiah to come in and mow down a certain people group, regardless of who they are, then we have a wrong Messiah. That's that's yeah. That it's not going to work. Right. Um, and so that that's the exact same my, mindset that that Jesus was trying to combat when he came to earth. Right. So you have heard it that it has been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them who despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven." Right, and Jesus also said, "Everybody who is angry with his brother shall be in danger of the judgment." So, so what is anger? What is anger? Right. Yeah, what is anger? anger. It manifests itself in two ways: hurt and frustration. Mm-hmm. Hurt is when somebody is doing something to you that you don't want them to do, mm-hmm. and frustration is when there's something you want 
you're not getting. Mm -hmm. So when Jesus shows up, there was anger because there was hurt. The Romans were abusing them, Mm -hmm. and there was frustration because they wanted their freedom, and they weren't getting that. So then we could kind of whittling it down. You could say anger so many times you're in the center looking out. Exactly. So everything is, is centered around you. And from that foundation and from your own personal perspective is how you judge everyone and how you expect to make things right. So, yeah, we think about that because I learned that in addiction recovery was my way. Mm -hmm. Okay, my way. Now, if I'm constantly insisting upon my way and I don't get my way, I'm going to get frustrated. Right. Because anger is manifested in the two ways, frustration and hurt. Mm-hmm. If I'm not getting my way, I'm going to be frustrated. If I demand my way and I don't get it, I'm going to be more frustrated and I'm going to get hurt mm-hmm. in the pride area because something's happened to me that I don't want to happen. All and that the, is I'm not getting my way. And all the while you're making yourself into an angry person. Exactly. <laughs> all the while I'm changing my right. brain exactly. into an angry person. Right. right? So Jesus is t- teaching us how to not turn our brains into angry brains or jealous brains or envious brains or revengeful brains. Right. So through Moses, the Lord had said, thou shalt not hate thy brother in your heart and you shall not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but you should love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know, that was the old golden rule was, you know, do unto others have as you would have them do unto you. Yeah. Now that's the old Testament. Right. See? Mm-hmm. The old Testament, there's, it's the same message. Jesus got his message from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear a grudge against the children of thy people, but love thy neighbor as thyself. It doesn't get much clearer than that. Right. Okay. And so, um, you know, because, when, you know, God understands. He built us. We're the dwelling place of God. Everything is connected in this universe. Everything is connected. And 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, don't you know that you're God's temple and God's Spirit dwells in you. He's connected to you. And we're not islands. We carry around with us what we have been taught by others. There are people that have influenced my life that are no longer here. Mm -hmm. I'm still connected to them because they've taught me things. Everything connects. Everything on this planet connects in a kind of a timeless space. We build upon the knowledge of other people. We learn from the mistakes of other people, hopefully. We see Sometimes we mistake we make mistakes like other people make mistakes. Yeah. Sometimes we learn the wrong things. Yeah, and we learn now through the through the ceaseless ages of, of history here that the way Jesus acted when his creation nailed him on the cross was so contrary to human nature that it almost boggles the mind. Mm-hmm. But what he did was he did that for an example to us to show us who God is. Right. And so, but do we just look to, so that's an interesting thing because, so do we just look to the cross as as Jesus doing something so that we can be saved? You know what I mean? So we put ourselves once again in the center and say he did it so that I could reap a reward or do we see it as an act and a, enter a, a into modeling? His, enter into his pain. Right, and as a modeling as to what the universe operates yeah, on. Yeah, exactly, exactly, because we are not islands. 
Because I think a lot of us would go ahead and crucify a lot of people if we had the ability oh, well, to. you know, it's human nature. Right. You know, and so, you know, we talked last time about the law of escalation. You want something to go sideways, do something wrong against your neighbor, they'll do something wrong a little bit more more against you and it'll escalate it's just the way things are right and when we devi- define ourselves as islands we run on fear and and that's that's what you know that kind of attitude can get you well you did this to me and so i'm going to retaliate because um i don't want what you did to me to um you know override my ability you know, so we're once again, we're put at the center. Yeah. You know, we're mm-hmm. made to those islands and we run on fear. Human nature runs on fear. We're um, fear of being caught, fear of being exposed, fear of not measuring up, fear of what others might say, fear of not getting what we think we need to get. And in all those fears, we all act out in the same way. Yep. You know, it's it's about me and I got to put myself first because nobody else is going to put me first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's so uh, fear is at, and, and we don't we don't even want to, want to admit that. Right. That fear is at the root of everything. Right. You know, if someone is talking bad about us, why does it bother us if it's not true? Right. Well, we're afraid it might tarnish our reputation. Right. right? Or somebody if it's may not think, true. What, yeah, exactly. So, or somebody may think something about us that's not true, but if it's not true, then it's not true. Right. And, yeah. Right. And then why do we put people down, you know, so that we can so that we can raise ourselves up to be on a little bit higher plane because we think that works. Right, and Jesus continued on. You know, we're to love our neighbors. In Matthew 5, 44, when Jesus said, resist not him that's evil, it was a hard saying for the revengeful Jews, and they murmured against it among themselves. But now Jesus makes an even stronger declaration to them. Yeah, when he said, you've heard that it's been said, love your neighbor and hate thine enemy, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use them, use you and persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. Um, he's flipping it all over. He's right. flipping it upside down. And, and, and their state of mind at the time was, no, we, we hate these people. We can't unhate them, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And the the religious leaders of the day, they regarded themselves better than other men, and they were entitled to a special favor of God by virtue of their birth as Israelites. But Jesus is, was trying to point to them to the spirit of forgiving love as the only true evidence of what spirit was motivating them. I think about that, too, because you can, um, if you look at life through that lens, Mm-hmm spirit of retaliation mm-hmm. versus the spirit of love mm-hmm. um it becomes pretty obvious what spirit is motivating someone you know what i'm saying right um when you when you look through that that lens um so G, i mean especially and, and you know this is the one part thing i really like about jesus is when he when he got his listeners uh, when he's talking about God now, he brings him into a, uh, brings God in a whole new lens to look through when he says, our father, mm-hmm. because all of us, we're people, not objects. But the problem with humans is that we all live in boxes. We live in better than boxes. We need to, we live in 
need to be seen as boxes. We, 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 we all live in a box. We all look at the world through a different lens. You know, uh, if you look, if you're living in the better than box, these people are, are impatient, they're indifferent, and they see people as obstacles. They see people that, that, that the way that they're in their way. You know, if you, if you think you're better than everybody else, everybody else in the planet is an obstacle for, in the way of you getting what you want. Hmm. And, and, uh, you know, there's people that, that are, wor- feel that they're worse than everybody else. And these people become very needy and envious. And there's people that live in an I deserve box. And these people are, are, are the ones that are entitled and mistreated and unappreciated. We all live in these boxes. And it, they're all the, basically the lens that we look at life through. And it's only when we get out of these little psychological boxes and treat people like people and not like competition, not like objects, not like um, enemies, that we can thrive and we can love one another. But it depends on the, the lens that you're looking through in your life how you look at other people on how you're going to treat them. Right. And Jesus doesn't want us to treat other people like objects, but he wants us to be, wants us to understand how tenderly the heart of God yearns over us. Just like a father, he teaches that God cares for every lost soul that like a father pitieth his children. So the Lord pitieth them that fear him. That reverence him, and that's in Psalms 103. Yeah, once again, we have the Old Testament talking about God as a father, mm-hmm. and then Jesus reiterating it in the New Testament. But see, I, I, it's it's kind of weird because things have gotten so twi- twisted up that we think the Old Testament is so opposite of the New, New Testament. The Old Testament is see, simply a description, a story of God of God bringing a Messiah into the world through mm-hmm. a bloodline. That's what the Old well, Testament... And, 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 and to clear up the misunderstanding that started at when Adam and Eve decided to trust the enemy instead mm-hmm. of trusting God. Yeah, and so God describes the plight of humanity to where God... He's, God's trying to bring a Messiah into the world, mm-hmm. and the plight of humanity gets to where there's only one righteous person left on the planet. Right. And so God's got to clean it up and put them all to sleep for a while. Right. Right. He puts them all in time out. And then what happens? Humanity comes again and they build a tower. And why are you building this tower? You you, you, you don't love God? Oh, no. We're, we, you don't believe in God? Oh, we believe in God, but, but we're scared to death of him. And you know, here we go again. Right. And, and I, I read a commentary one time that about the time before the flood where Noah was the only one left. And even, and it was a commentary, but even the evil, the even the angels supposed that God was going to send, or maybe it was before Jesus came to the earth, that that the people had, be, had become so wicked that that God was going to send His Son to come and to and to lay the hammer down and to and to take control of this earth and to force His way so that people would start acting right. And instead, He came as a child, as a baby. Yeah, yeah. You can't get it from force. No. God proved that. He's right. proved it over and over through the through the Old Testament, that storyline of how what he had to do to keep a bloodline alive so that Jesus could be born through Mary. Right. You know, the, you know, and you see what God went through. I mean, 
He he went through his his very own people. You know, that's why I know the Bible's true. Everything is recorded. I mean, you look in the judges where they're cutting concubines up and mailing them to all the tribes. Right. This is what God's people were and, doing. And that how, was a priest of, of God. You yeah. Know, of the, of so the how Lord, does God right? as a father deal with his children then when they're acting like that? That's where the cruelty and where all the weird stuff comes into the Bible has nothing to do with God. It has to do with God trying to save a human race mm-hmm. and what he's, tr- what, what he's doing to mitigate all the damages that were const- that the human beings were constantly uh, creating, all the harm they were creating to one another. God is trying. To- and so when you look at the, at the Old Testament through that lens of what God is trying, you know, you want to misbehave that bad? I'm going to have to take you to Babylon and put you in time out for a while. Right. You know? And then, you, you, you know, sure, I'll use a prostitute as Jesus' great-great-grandmother. I'll do, you know, whatever. I'll do whatever it takes to bring this Messiah into the world the, the way that, you know, according to my will. But I... I you're misbehaving so bad that I have to do certain things. It's kind of like, you know, the whole, the whole thing when you talk about um, fishing and you get a bird's nest, it's like the whole world was in this knot of a bird's nest and God is just trying to pull it apart and to, to give information and to help people see how, how they actually got into that. Knot yeah. And to, to and, and now how he, to be free. And he, yeah. And then he, he, he comes as Jesus and he begins to untangle. All the the lies and and everything about God that were all propagated back in in the Old Testament that that all the lies about God and the fact that they thought that God needed to be appeased with human sacrifice and all of these things that and and so that's why we do we're doing this series called the Temple of the Mind because even today the majority of us have the wrong idea and the wrong principles. That are in our that are in our brain that are actually worldly based and not godly based. Yeah, and so that's why we thought that this series was important, so that we can examine the true character of God and the true character of evil, so that we can identify those places in our lives where we actually participate and have that character of evil, and we're not having that character of God because we're. I think we're all confused at this point yeah, in our history. And don't worry, God will meet you where you're at. Absolutely. I mean, Jacob, how many wives did he have? Right. Became Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay, God met him where he's at. He didn't give him the stamp of approval on all those well, wives. Well, he met David, David where he was at, and look, Solomon. He met everybody you know? where they were at right. and worked with them. And that's and, the goodness of God. Yeah, so we need to look at this Bible at how good God is and how he can take a Solomon who was passing his children through the fire and had 700 wives or concubines or whatever he had, and God could still finally get to Solomon to where at the end of his life Solomon repents and comes back to God, where he can actually turn the heart of David, a murderer and an adulterer, and he can get a hold of his heart and change him into a man that's after God's old heart, own heart. He can take a Paul that drug women and children out to either their death or to prison and change his heart where, where he could now finally say, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. I don't need to drag anybody out and convince him anymore. Right. It's about God working with what he's got. And, and, he, and he wants to do that for each one of us because we've all got, you know, cloud. Uh, we all uh, need fetching up. Well, we <laughs> all have the temple of our mind can be cl- um, clouded with the lies of, of Satan. Yeah. 
And so he just wants to be, he, he can only reside in truth and purity. And if we have a cloud, a clouded idea of who he is and, and an incorrect vision of his principles, then we're part of, um, you know, that system of falsehood. Yeah. Yeah. And so once again, and I, like we talked about last time, if everybody can um, come to the determination that God is here to fix them right individually mm-hmm. not to fix all the outside problems right if everybody can come to that conclusion that he's he's here he wants to go deep with me mm-hmm. that's all i got to worry about cuz the only way i'm changing the world is by changing myself right allowing the lord to come into our hearts and to clear out all those those wrong thoughts and the yes. the anger and the resentment and yep. to give it, get us out of bondage yeah to become healthy people and, and not hold resentments and not hold anger and not escalate, um, 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 what I want to say, violence and, and all that. And kind to of, be free from our be, past and everything. Yeah, and he, and he, that's what he's here for. Right. He's here to, to, to help us live a clean life. I mean, clean and sober. I mean, spiritually right. clean and sober. Right. Spiritually. We're going to have to wrap it up, folks. Quick program. Love your enemies. Easily said, hard to do. Jesus did it. We saw it. Remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing's a miracle, and the other is like everything is a miracle, and you have the freedom to choose. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you for listening to the Temple of the Mind on Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they're supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.